Welcome to the Finding the Magic podcast, where books come alive. I'm Tricia Copeland, a fiction author and host of this show. If you love books, finding great reads, and hearing about the story behind the story directly from the authors, this is the place for you. Whether you like fantasy, science fiction, dystopian, or romance titles, I think you'll find something to love in my playlist. Listen in to discover something magical about a book or two today. Hi, Isra. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. I'm super excited to talk to you. I love fantasy, paranormal romance, yeah. urban fantasy, all of those things. And I'm excited because we have a favorite author in common as well. So we can talk about that later. But um, let's jump in. Tell me about your book. Okay, well, there's a lot here. The, the main event, I suppose, is the Dark Spell series. I started that in 2013. Now, at the time, it was kind of one of those things I didn't even know it was going to be a book. Never mind a series. So basically what happened, to kind of give you a bit of background, is I was in a mentally abusive relationship. Very emotionally abusive as well. And I moved to an area to be closer to this person this was before they ghosted me and everything and I found myself very isolated all of our mutual friends had suddenly you know stopped talking to me and whatever and I began writing one night and I didn't know what I was doing but it turned out to be the first like two three chapters of her dark soul who would who would have figured but that's how it all came about um, I've always been interested in, in writing though. I've always like, I've, I've always been reading like fantasy books, um, the Wizard of Oz books, Grimm's fairy tales. Um, I've got Narnia sat on my shelf. I haven't actually read it yet, but I do believe I did read it as a child, but obviously, you know, in later years, I don't really remember much. Um, and I had a lot of books like that around me. So it's no surprise that I've kind of gone into this area, but it's just that one particular event that's kind of cascaded it forward, if you will. So never saw it coming. Didn't even, like I said, didn't even know it was going to be a book. But then I wrote Her Dark Soul and that took me nearly two years to write that. And then without really knowing what I was doing, because I signed up to Author House, which just to give the viewers some perspective, that's a vanity publisher. That is something, you know, people definitely shouldn't be going near. But obviously I was naive. I didn't know any better. I didn't really know much about the publishing, uh, publishing industry at the time. So, you know, I had no idea what I was getting into. Anyway. So I began writing Her Dark Heart, which is book two in the Dark Spell series, uh, the summer of 2015. And I'd been contracted to Author House for about four or five months at this point. And they had one of their market marketing consultants contact me. 
um, asking me what I've been doing in terms of promotion and stuff. And I mentioned that I had sold 10 ebooks in the space of one week. And they said, oh, that, that isn't good enough. And um, there was some like fancy line used, like, I think we need to get you on a higher marketing level. And I was like, well, surely 10 ebooks for an unknown author is pretty good. And I kind of went away from this conversation because they offered to like, for me to buy more services from them. And I went away from this conversation thinking there's something not right. So I spent a couple of days thinking about it and I was still writing Her Dark Heart. I was probably, you know, chapter two, chapter three by this point. And I came back to them and I said, look, there's something not right here. I want to terminate the contract. So while they did kind of hoodwink me a tiny bit, but their own marketing consultant slipped up. So I ended up moving away from Author House and it was January, 2016. I went down the indie route. So here we are. Very cool. Well, and then oh, it, was, it was like, I think it was towards the end of 2016, I finally finished Her Dark Heart. It took me less time than Her Dark Soul, funny enough. And I started Her Dark Rose, which is the, the one that I actually refer to as when I got into my writing style and felt very comfortable with it. And that's when I knew, okay, this is 100% a series. This is, this is a series that's gonna go on for a while. I don't really know what I'm doing with it still, but I'm just going with the flow. And then, I was halfway through writing Her Dark Rose and there's so many things going on in that novel alone. You know, I don't want to spoil anything, but there was four main characters that stand out. So we have Isra, Astrid, Samuel and Everilda. And I realised these characters have so much history with each other. That kind of needed to be told. So that's what's inspired the prequels. Her Dark Love, Kissing Darkness, and the other two I'm not going to name because they're not out yet. So it's kind of, I've kind of done a George Lucas without really knowing what I was doing. <laughs> and awesome, a George Lucas. <laughs> now, you know, the final three books in the series, because Her Dark Soul, Her Dark Heart, Her Dark Rose, her Dark Love and Kissing Darkness are already published. They're already online, Amazon, wide, the whole shebang. And the final remaining three are going to complete the series. But book eight is not part of the prequels. So, you know, that actually follows Her Dark Rose. But what I've done in the front of all of the books, I've put the reading order there as well. So that's going to help readers not to get confused because I have made it very clear that they are prequels. Um, but that's going to come about in February, March 2022. Um, I'm working with a publicist called Michael Evan, which is how I landed this interview as well. Great. Michael's and, awesome. Yeah. And um, he's going to be doing a lot of stuff. He's kind of talked to me about what we're going to be doing. And that's going to be really exciting as well. 
And then May, I'm releasing for the first time ever a paranormal romance. So stepping away from fantasy, breaking into something completely different. You know, I am quite a fan of vampire TV shows. I have to admit, I do. I have devoured the Vampire Diaries three <laughs> yes, times no. alone this oh, year. Oh, no, no, you cannot beat me. I don't think anybody in the world could beat me on it. I have watched it at least 12 times. Oh, God. <laughs> That's all I did during COVID. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah, and I've also been a fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer for years and years. I've, I probably watched that about twice each year just to revisit it. And Angel as well. Can't forget Angel. So I do have an interest in like paranormal stuff and I'm very interested in the paranormal as a general subject matter, you know, excluding the fiction part. So um, it's not exactly something that is unheard of to me, but obviously I've never wrote about it before. And Forbidden Rendezvous with the Devil is basically a witch vampire romance and it's going to be suspenseful it's going to have some intricate things going on in the background we've got two vampires so we've got Tristan Roseblood he's kind of a business owner he's a fly-by-night type we don't really know too much about him and 25 year old Sabine is a witch you know she's just been shunned from the town that she lives in and you know there's all kinds of chaos following the breakup with her boyfriend Oliver but we're not going to see the last of him either really? so Sabine is working for Tristan she doesn't know he's a vampire she goes on an errand with him because she's kind of his assistant and she finds herself immersed in the vampire world but that's not the end of it either because then we meet Tristan's brother, Lawrence, that is also a vampire. And it's going to get pretty complicated because both brothers have got a bit of a thing for her. But I can't guarantee a happy ending. <laughs> it's going to be one of those endings that you, you, you're never, ever going to see it coming. Um, it's very suspenseful. There's a lot of intrigue. There's a lot of drama. And it's very fast paced and it's very exciting to write, which is probably why I've got through it so quickly. But I that already sounds, know how it's going to end. That sounds super amazing. And you're giving us some great little tidbits of what is to come. Is that yeah, a yeah. young adult paranormal or is it adult paranormal romance? Um, I would say adult. Okay. In, um, in your I, first I series, the witch series, is that YA or is that adult as well? Um, I would say that's dark fantasy and it's currently in the witches and wizard thrillers category on Amazon as well. So I wouldn't put it as a young adult. Some people have told me they compared it to young adult, but to be honest, I think it's a little bit too dark. Okay. Good, There's good, a good lot of kind of life lessons in the dark spell series, like nothing is as it seems. That's kind of the catchphrase that goes on for the whole series. <laughs> You think you know something, you think you know someone, yeah, think again. Well, that's sometimes, great. As, yeah, as a reader, those are fun little plot twists. Yeah, I mean, we've got, in the Dark Spell series alone, we've got 
demon dimensions, we've got witch dimensions, we've got light realms, we've got spiritual realms. But don't for one second think that the good guys are actually the good guys and the dark guys are nothing is as it seems. Hmm. Something to be prepared for. (laughs) I have a focus in the Dark Spell series. I mainly focus on villains. So there's a lot of twists and turns. Like I said, nothing is as it seems. Um, It probably won't go fully into it until I would say Her Dark Rose, which is the third one in the series, because that's where things get really intense. That's where things like the reader, people have actually told me They've gone into her dark heart and her dark rose and they're like, wow, never saw that coming. I was like, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I like very intricate plots whereby I've spent a lot of time working on them. Like this hasn't been just been dreamed up overnight. Um, I, I spend a lot of time. I do a lot of research. I don't really take inspiration from anything other than just like general life. Um, I, I would say I am quite inspired by things that I'm exposed to. So, for example, t- I am pretty much a binge watcher. I, I binge watch a lot of paranormal fantasy type TV shows. Lucifer, Vampire Diaries, I've already told you about that. Um, the originals, I'm just working my way through Supernatural for the second time ever in my life. And I'm like halfway through season 14, so I'll be done with that in a few days as well. Um, things like Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Buffy, Angel, Once Upon a Time, Grimm, like, I love all that stuff. Um, but I wouldn't say that it finds its way into my books because I like putting my own spin on things. And while I might be loosely inspired by the things that I, you know, kind of devour, because I do devour them. Um, I mainly get my own inspiration from like general life situations and kind of find a way to fit it into that world. Very cool. Do you do you follow the rules of what rules do you follow for your vampires and your witches? Um or did you make your own up? <laughs> I wouldn't say that I follow any rules per se. Um what are rules? <laughs> well, I'm thinking like how how are vampires made? I mean, in different worlds. Oh, vampires! I'm keeping it kind of very close to the way we know our vampires to be. I'm not gonna change too much in that area, but with witches, anything can happen. Um, there are no rules when it comes to writing magical stuff. I'll give you an example. Medieval times, you wouldn't expect the light bringer to be obsessed with coffee, would you? No, definitely not. <laughs> no. Well, our light bringer, um, because he because he he has a very harsh and grueling job. He lives in this like magical light realm of sorts where the dark people can't go there that he can go to the dark realms if he wants to, to kind of give people a good talking to, because his job 
is basically pulling those drawn to the dark back towards the light. And obviously Isra's on the dark side. So she's kind of his focus. <laughs> and um, there's actually one scene where he's actually ranting that he lives in this magical fantasy realm and like he still doesn't have the power to conjure up a cup of coffee. <laughs> so I've, I've, I've kind of given it some like realism and humor that people can relate to in real life because nobody can make us a cup of coffee. <laughs> but that's, that's amazing. That sounds super fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, because with all the dark subject matter, we do have subjects like forbidden love. We do have things like death occurring, um, you know, heartbreak, that kind of thing. And because it's kind of the, the subject matter is, is quite dark, there's revenge scenarios as well. There's all sorts in there, really. I do try and lighten the mood with some humor thrown in there. You know, because we can't have it just all dark and doom and gloom. Because to be honest with you, I feel like 2020 alone, real life has plenty of that. And, you know, we don't need too much of that in book, book world. So I do like to balance out the dark stuff and have some light, lighthearted humor going on in there. And yeah. That sounds amazing. I can't wait to pick up your book. I'm going to pick up the first one right after this. Yeah. Um, like I said, the first five are online. They're on both Amazon and they're on Draft to Digital. I've actually updated my link tree only yesterday because I knew it needed a bit of a fa facelift. And the Forbidden Rendezvous with, with, with the Devil is actually a pre-order. So I've put the Amazon link for the pre-order at the top and I've put the wide link at the top as well. And below that, is the wide link for her dark soul which obviously all of the others in the series will be linked to that as well so i've um all of my social media stuff it's all in one place it's all in the link tree because i just think it's so much simple you know we live in a world of tech tech technology these days and sometimes i don't like te technology i don't like things too technical so i think having everything in one place it's just brilliant and you know so everything is literally from the click of a finger yeah i love linktree as well yeah so that yeah it makes things super easy yeah so i'm here with isra stravenhart and she's talking about her dark spells series as well as her new paranormal romance that's coming out in may of 2022 she will complete her dark spells series in 2022 as well that's just amazing Israel because I can't even imagine releasing three books within the four books within six months yeah I mean they are already the first the three remaining for the dark spell series I actually finished the final one two weeks ago I finished writing it two two three weeks ago but obviously it's got to spend a li little bit of time with my editor and the covers are pretty much all done so it's just basically waiting on the editing really and you know in the meantime I'm working on Forbidden and I got plenty of time to get that edited as well that's going to a different editor because I wanted someone that specializes in the paranormal romance genre as well you know I didn't want to overwhelm my editor because she's got two of mine to do 
And I thought, mm, I don't know if, if she's done paranormal rom romance before. And there's some somebody that I've become very friendly with that's also one of Michael's clients. She's signed up through me, actually. And she's got a lot of paranormal books herself that she writes. So I thought, right, perfect fit. And, you know, from now until May, there's a lot of time. There's nothing to worry about. So, yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations. That's yeah. so fun and it's such an exciting time. And it's Exactly. I mean, I've, I'm pretty organized with it, despite everything that I've got going on as well. So, yeah. Yeah, it balances out some other things in life when you have some passion that you can just pour your, your heart and your mind into. Well, the thing is, with having things like fibromyalgia and endometriosis, I can sit on my laptop very comfortably, you know, in between awkward bathroom trips, which unfortunately is a way of life with these things. And I can get what I need to do done and not worry too much because I'm, I can sit comfortably with a cup of tea, with a heat pad. And, you know, I can, I can quite easily do that. That is truly inspiring, Israel. Yeah. Kudos to you for powering. I also don't believe in writer's block because like I said, I can sit comfortably at a laptop. The only time I probably struggle to get writing done is when my body is throwing a shitstorm, so to speak. So yeah, I don't believe in letting things like writer's block get in the way and because it's just mindset really. So yeah. Yeah, I usually have to go on a walk or, or take a shower and just think about something different and then it will yeah. come to me <laughs> the next day. The only time happens. I have problems like that is when I've done too much and I just need to step away from it because I'm burnt out. That's it. Okay. You know. Very, very cool. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Everyone knows where they can find you on Isra Stravenhart on Linktree. And I will be putting all your links in the podcast awesome so they will have those as well and i can't wait to dive into your book brilliant i will look forward to see what you think of it thanks and thanks for being here today thank you for having me bye-bye bye i hope you enjoyed this episode of the finding the magic podcast i'm your host author and podcaster trisha copeland and i love getting behind the scenes if you like the podcast Make sure to subscribe and stop in each week, discover new authors and books. Thanks for listening. And until next time, keep finding the magic.